Our passage this morning is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1 through 7. This is the word of the Lord. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before in brief. By referring to this, when you read you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of His power. Kwa sababu hiyo, mimi Paulo na mfungwa wake Kristo Yesu, kwa ajili yenu ninyi mataifa, ikiwa mmesikia habari ya uakili, wanaema ya mungu niliopewa kwa ajili yenu, ya kwamba, kwa kufunuliwa na nalijulishwa siri hiyo kama nilivyotangulia kuandika kwa maneno machache kwa hayo mwiasomapo kwa hayo mwiasomapo mtaweza kutambua ufahamu wangu katika siri yake Kristo siri hiyo hawakujulishwa wanadamu katika vizazi vingine kama walivyofunuliwa mitume wake watakatifu na manabii zamani hizi katika roho ya kwamba mataifa ni warithi pamoja nasi wa urithi mmoja na wa mwili mmoja na wa ushirika pamoja nasi wa ahadi yake iliyo katika Kristo Yesu kwa njia ya injili Injili hiyo ambayo nalifanywa muhudumu wake kwa kadiri ya kipawa cha neema ya Mungu niliopewa kwa, kwa ajili ya neema kwa ajili kwa kadiri ya utendaji wa uweza wake Amen Amen Please allow me to pray for the word this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you uh, expecting to hear from you through your word. Uh, Lord, we desire to be humble and to receive your word only as truth. We pray through the ministry of your Holy Spirit that you might penetrate our hearts with your word this morning, Lord. Make it known to us not only in our, in our thoughts and in our beliefs, but in our actions as well. Lord, please be with me as I attempt to be your humble servant this morning, proclaiming your word to this congregation. Lord, I pray that anything that is of you, you would impress it upon the hearts of all those who hear. 
Anything that I may say that is not of you, Lord, I pray that you would burn it up like chaff. And Lord, we pray all this in your Son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, it's been uh, nearly two months now since our last sermon here in Ephesians. So I, I want to spend just a, a brief introduction this morning kind of uh, reminding us of where we have been uh, through these words of God through his servant Paul in the letter written to the Ephesians. In the previous chapter, chapter 2, katika ile sura ya pili hapo nyuma uh, the word of god informed us that those who are true members of god's church neno la mungu litufahamisha kwamba wale ambao ni washirika wa kweli wa kanisa la mungu are members according to their faith in jesus christ ni washirika kutokana na imani yao ndani ya yesu kristo it is not anything that they have done themselves to earn God's favor and to be a part of God's church. Sio eti wanafanya jambo lolote ili waweze kupata kibali cha Mungu na wawe sehemu ya kanisa la Mungu. Human beings had that chance in the garden to uh, to to do that which God requires in order to stay in fellowship with God. Unaweza pata hiyo nafasi ya kutenda kila ambacho Mungu anahitaji ili upate kuwa na ushirika na Mungu. But we lost that chance in our first father Adam who decided to disobey God. Lakini tuliweza kupoteza hiyo nafasi ndani ya baba wetu wa kwanza Adamu. And that nature of disobedience has been with each of Adam's children ever since. Na hiyo asili ya kutotii imekuwa pamoja na watoto wa Adamu kutoka huko nyuma. And now that includes each and every one of us. Na sasa inajumulisha kila mmoja wetu. Whether you are white or black, whether you are Luya or Luo, it doesn't matter. We all have the same first father. Uwe mweusi, uwe mweupe, uwe mluo au uwe mluya, sisi wote tunaye baba mmoja. And that first father is Adam. Na huyo baba anaitwa Adamu. That is why in the Swahili language people are called wanadamu. Ndio sababu katika Kiswahili tunaitwa wanadamu, wanadamu. Our first parent is Adam. Kwamba baba yetu wa kwanza ni Adamu. And in Adam the entire human race had the chance to Uh, walk in obedience with God forever. Na katika huyo Adamu, wanadamu wote walikuwa na nafasi ya kutii Mungu na kutembea na Mungu kwa njia inayostahili. And in our first father Adam, the the entire human race fell. We disobeyed God. Na katika huyo Adamu, wanadamu wote walishindwa wakakosa kumtii Mungu. And so as the Bible says, we are all born sons of disobedience, children of God's wrath. And sababu maandiko nasema ya kwamba sisi tunazaliwa tukiwa wana wasiotii watoto wa kadhabu ya Mungu and so our only chance now to be in fellowship with God na sasa nafasi ya pekee ya sisi kuwa na ushirika na Mungu is not in the works that we do haiko katika matendo ambayo tunayatenda it is only by faith in Jesus Christ alone iko tu katika imani yako ndani ya Yesu Kristo pekee Adam failed to do the work. 
Adam alishindwa kufanya ile kazi and we are born sons and daughters of Adam na tumezaliwa tukiwa wana na wamabinti wa Adamu but thanks be to God that Jesus Christ came into the world and he did the work shukrani kwa Mungu kwamba Kristo alikuja duniani na akafanya kazi Jesus Christ obeyed the law of God perfectly. Naye Kristo akatii sheria ya Mungu kikamilifu and then he went to the cross. Naye akaenda msalabani to settle the debt. Akaweza kukamilisha ile deni that each of us owe according to our sins. Ambayo sisi wote tulifaa kutokana na dhambi yetu. And if you say that you don't sin, you are a liar and that in itself is a sin. Na unaposema kwamba hauna dhambi ama hutendi dhambi, hiyo ni uongo na hiyo tena pia ni dhambi. For the word of God says all sin all fall short of the glory of God. Maana neno la Mungu nasema kwamba wote wametenda dhambi, wote wamepungukiwa na utukufu wa Mungu. We are all sinners. Sisi wote ni watenda dhambi. And as sinners we are all in need of a savior. Na sisi tukiwa tena dhambi wote tunamhitaji mwokozi. And God provided that savior the Lord Jesus Christ. Naye Mungu alipeana huyo mwokozi ambaye ni Yesu Kristo. And all who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ are members of the church of God. Na wote ambao wana imani ndani ya huyo Yesu Kristo ni washirika wa kanisa. And the members of God's church are given power and the resources to get along with people who are very different. Na wana wa Mungu wamepewa uweza na rasilimali za kuwatosha kukaa pamoja na watoto wa Mungu. We as the members of God's church are given power by the holy spirit to get along with one another sisi kama washirika wa kanisa tumepewa uweza wa kushirikiana na watu wengine so whether you're a man or a woman or a young child wewe uwe mwanaume uwe mwanamke ama mtoto mchanga whether you were born in the united states or kenya or uganda or anywhere else in the world umezaliwa kule amerikani hapa kenya ama uganda ama nyingine yoyote ile no matter which tribe you come from haijalishi unatoka kwenye kabila gani we all if we have faith in the lord jesus christ are given power by the holy spirit to get along with one another kama sisi tumeweza kupewa roho mtakatifu tumepewa uweza wa kushirikiana pamoja na wengine and so there are no white churches and black churches kwa hivyo hakuna makanisa ya weupe na makanisa ya weusi there are no luya churches and luo churches hakuna makanisa ya waluya na makanisa ya wajaluo there are no kenyan churches and ugandan churches hakuna makanisa ya wakenya na makanisa ya Uganda there are only the the true churches and each of them belong to one body that is God's church tuko tu na kanisa la kweli na makanisa hayo yote ambayo ni ya kweli yanakaa chini ya kanisa moja ambalo ni la Yesu Kristo and then there are false churches kisha tuna tena makanisa ambayo ni ya uongo and the church is a supernatural community makanisa ambayo yako na jamii ambayo si ya kikawaida remember ephesians 2:19 kumbuka wa efeso 2 aya ya 19 where it said so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of god's household ambayo inasema basi tangu sasa nyinyi si wageni wala wapitaji bali ninyi ni 
ni wenyeji pamoja na watakatifu watu wa nyumani mwake Mungu. The church is a supernatural community because it is God who makes Christians. Kanisa ni jamii ambayo si ya kawaida maana ni Mungu anayepeana. We do not decide to be Christians. Hatuamui sisi kuwa wakristo. We are not Christians because we were born to Christian parents. Hatukui wakristo kwa sababu tulizaliwa na wazazi walio wakristo. We are not Christians because we were born in Kenya and Kenya is a Christian country. Sisi si wakristo kwa sababu tumezaliwa Kenya na Kenya ni nchi ya Kikristo. Let me tell you something. There is no such thing as a Christian country. Wacha nikwambie kwamba hakuna kitu kama nchi ambayo ni ya Kikristo. God does not save countries. Mungu haokoi mataifa. God saves people. Mungu anaokoa watu. There are Christian people within a country. Kuna wakristo ndani ya nchi, but there's no such thing as a Christian country. Lakini hakuna kitu kama nchi ya Kikristo. There are Christian people within a family. Kuna wakristo katikati ya mandani ya familia. But there's no such thing as a Christian family. Lakini hakuna kitu kama familia ya Kikristo. Are you getting the difference? Tunapata huo utofauti. The charge is on you. Do you have faith in Jesus? Christ or do you not? Ya kwamba wewe una imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo ama pana. The faith of your parents will not save you. Wazazi imani yao haiwezi kukuokoa wewe. The faith of your pastor will not save you. Imani ya mchungaji wako haiwezi kukuokoa wewe. The faith of your president will not save you. Imani ya rais wako haiwezi kukuokoa wewe. When it comes to the day of judgment, the only thing that will matter is did you have faith? in the Lord Jesus Christ or do you not Kifika ile siku ya hukumu swali itakuwa ya kwamba je una imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo au la The church is a supernatural community it is not it is not a community of people who decide to come to church Kanisa ni kusanyiko ama jamii ya watu ambao si wa kawaida si watu ambao wanaamua hati wao ni kanisa Rather the church is a community of those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ Kanisa ni jamii ya watu ambao wana imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo Some of you come to this church but you are not a member of God's church. Wengine tunakuja hapa kanisani lakini sisi si washirika wa kanisa la Mungu. Because some of you come for reasons other than you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maana wengine tunakuja kwa sababu zingine kando na kukuwa na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo. But those who are members of God's true church have a new identity. Lakini wale ambao ni wa kanisa la Mungu wana kitambulisho kipya. Our identity is no longer in ourselves it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Kitambulisho chetu si ndani yetu wenyewe kimo ndani ya Yesu Kristo. 2 Corinthians 5:17. Wakorintho wa kwanza 5:17. Therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature. Hata imekuwa mtu akiwa ndani ya Yesu Kristo amekuwa kiumbe kipya. The old things have passed away behold the new things have come. Yakale yamepita tazama yamekuwa mapya. So Paul in chapter 2 through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit kwa hivyo mtume Paulo katika sura ya pili katika ile hali ya kusukumwa na Roho Mtakatifu explains that the death of Jesus Christ anaelezea kwamba mauti yake bwana wetu Yesu Kristo set in 
motion yaliweza kuleta vitu kuanza kusonga the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophetic expectation of a time when the nations would come from near and far kwamba yale nabii maneno ambayo nabii Isaya alikuwa ametabiri yakaweze kutimia kulingana na wakati and the nations would join Israel in the worship of the one true God of the universe nayo mataifa yataungana na Israeli ili kuweza kumwabudu Mungu katika ulimwengu wote all of the old testament scriptures katika agano zote za nyuma za kale were revealing more and more of the seed of the woman that we read about in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 yalikuwa yanafunua moja kwa moja ile mbegu tunaiona katika kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya tatu aya ya 15 immediately when our first father adam fell into sin baada tu ya baba yetu wa kwanza kuanguka kwenye dhambi god promises a human being Mungu akaahidi mwanadamu a seed of the woman Eve mbegu ya mwanamke Hawa who would crush the serpent's head ambayo itaweza kuganyaga ama kuharibu kichwa cha huyo shetani meaning this human being would defeat Satan ina maana ya kwamba huyu mwanadamu atamshinda shetani You see Satan hates the proper worship of God. Shetani kile kitu ambacho anachukia ni ibada ya kweli ya Mungu. And Satan hates God and na, Satan hates God's creation. Na shetani anamchukia Mungu na anachukia viumbe vya Mungu. And especially Satan hates God's human beings. Na haswa mno shetani anachukia wanadamu wa Mungu. And so Satan deceived the woman in the garden. Kwa hivyo shetani akaenda akamdanganya hawa kule katika Eden and she gave the fruit which was forbidden to her husband and he ate naye akakula ile matunda ambayo ilikuwa imekatazwa akapeana pia mwanake akakula and satan believed he was victorious naye shetani akaamini kwamba ameshashinda he had caused man to rebel against god just as he had rebelled against god kwamba amefaulu kwa kumsababisha mwanadamu aweze kuasi kutoka kwa Mungu jinsi yeye alivyokuwa ameasi kutoka kwa Mungu but immediately God announces his beautiful wonderful plan. You see all of this was part of God's plan. Lakini baadaye Mungu anatangaza mpango wake wa ajabu maana mambo haya yote yalikuwa ni mpango wake Mungu. Satan did nothing that he did not have permission from God to do. Shetani hafanyi chochote pasipo na ruhusa ambayo amepewa kutoka kwa Mungu. We learn that from the book of Job. Tunajifunza hayo kutoka kwa kitabu cha Ayubu. Satan is not an equal enemy to God. Shetani sio atiyeye ni adui ambaye anatoshana na Mungu. As if God is the force for good and evil is the force for Satan and they're fighting one another and they are somehow equal. Eti Mungu ni nguvu za mema na Shetani ni nguvu za mabaya. Ati sasa wanapigana wakingangana ni nani atashinda? But rather Satan is a creation of God just as we are. Bali shetani ni kiumbe cha Mungu jinsi wewe na mimi tulivyo. And the only power Satan has is given to him by God. Na nguvu tu ambazo shetani ako nazo amepewa na Mungu. And that which Satan does is only done by permission of the God, the creator of the universe. Na kila ambacho shetani anafanya anafanya kwa ruhusa ya Mungu muumba ambaye aliumba mbingu na And when mankind 
and fell. Wakati sasa mwanadamu alianguka, God immediately announces his plan to defeat Satan. Mungu alitangaza mpango wake wa kumshinda shetani. The seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Ya kwamba mbegu ya mwanadamu itavunjilia mbali kichwa cha shetani. And Paul, Paul sees that all human history. Na sasa Paulo anasema ya kwamba historia yote ya mwanadamu had been moving to that one point of time. Imekuwa ikisongea karibu na huo wakati ambao ulisemwa. For ordained by God. Ule wakati ambao uliwekwa na Mungu. That is the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Hiyo ni mauti yake Yesu Kristo msalabani. The center of all history. Ya kwamba mtazamo na katikati na kiini cha historia yote is the death of Christ on the cross. Ni mauti ya Yesu Kristo msalabani. Everything which happened before was moving to that one point in time, that one place at Calvary, that one human being, Jesus Christ, not any human being but God in human flesh. Vitu vyote vilivyokuwa vinatendeka, vilikuwa vinatendeka kuelekea katika hiyo kazi ambayo itatendeka msalabani naye Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo sio kwa mwanadamu katika nyama na mwili. And for 2000 years ever since all human history has been looking back to that one point in time na kwa mwaka miaka 2000 ambayo imepita watu wote wamekuwa kitazama nyuma wakiangalia hiyo kazi iliyotendeka pale msalabani and then his resurrection three days later bas sasa baadaye anafufuka baada ya siku tatu the sacrifice was accepted sasa dhabihu ishakubalika and jesus christ in human flesh joined the father in heaven seated at the right hand the position of power where he rules and reigns naye bwana wetu yesu kristo akaenda juu mbinguni akakaa katika mkono wa kuume wa baba mahali ambapo panaakilisha mamlaka and this brings us to our text today in chapter 3 na sasa hiyo linatuleta katika kifungu chetu leo katika sura ya tatu. look at those first words paul says for this reason Angalia hayo maneno ya kwanza ambayo Paulo anasema kwa sababu hiyo. For what reason? Kwa sababu gani? This refers back to the letter so far, chapter 1, chapter 2, Paul is explaining all of this and then he says now in chapter 3, for this reason. Paulo amekuwa akifafanua katika sura ya kwanza na sura ya pili, sasa anakifika sura ya tatu anasema kwa sababu hiyo Paul spent two chapters explaining the great things that God has purposed in Jesus Christ. Paulo amechukua sura mbili akifafanua vile Mungu aliweza kutenda makusudi yake ndani ya Yesu Kristo. And it is for this reason Paul says that he is a prisoner of Christ for the sake of you Gentiles. Na ni kwa sababu hiyo mimi nimekuwa mfungwa wa injili kwa sababu yenu ninyi watu wa mataifa. And here Paul talks about the mystery of Christ. Na sasa hapa Paulo ana ngumuzia kuhusu siri yake Kristo and he explains to us what he means by the mystery of Christ in verse 6 na anatuelezea kile anachomaanisha kuhusu siri ya Kristo katika mstari wa sita. and that will be our focus this morning na hapo ndo kutakuwa mtazamo wetu 
asubuhi ya leo. And in fact our sermon title this morning is the mystery of Christ. Na kifungu cha mahubiri yetu asubuhi ya leo inazungumzia kuhusu siri ya Kristo. Now what is in view in this passage here in these first verses of chapter 3 is the inclusion of the Gentiles into God's kingdom together with the Jews. Na kilicho katika hizi aya za kwanza katika sura ya tatu inazungumzia kuhusu kujumulishwa kwa watu wa mataifa katika ufalme wa Mungu. Now why does Paul refer to this as a mystery? Na sasa Mungu huyu Paulo mbona anazungumzia kwamba hiyo ni siri? It does not seem probable that by using the word mystery Hayoonyeshi kuwa jambo la kawaida kutumia neno siri that Paul means the Old Testament prophets were not aware of the inclusion of the Gentiles into God's plan. Sio hakika ya kwamba manabii wa kale hawakujua hiyo siri ya watu wa mataifa kujumulishwa katika ufalme wa Mungu. In reading the Old Testament it would be hard to believe that the prophets had no idea that the Gentiles at some point were to be included in the worship of God. Ukisoma agano la kale utapata kwamba manabii hawakuwa katika ile hali ni vigumu kusema kwamba manabii walikuwa katika ile hali ya kutoweza kujua ya kwamba watu wa mataifa nao pia watajumulishwa katika ufalme wa Mungu. And for anyone who doesn't understand that word gentiles, what 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 the Bible is referring to is two classifications of people. There are Jews and then there are Gentiles. That's everyone who is not a Jew. That would be me and you and everyone else not a Jew. Tunaposungumzia watu wa mataifa yana maana mbili. Kuna wale wa Yahudi ambao hawajaamini na wale watu ambao ni tofauti ambao si wayahudi kama mimi na wewe and paul in these verses is talking about the fact that the gentiles are included in the worship of god na sasa hapa mtume paulo anazungumzia kuhusu ya kwamba hawa watu ambao si wayahudi wamejumulishwa katika familia ya Mungu. But then he calls it a mystery. Na sasa hilo ndio mtume Paulo anaita siri. And so I want to make sure that we understand when he says it is a mystery, he is not saying that the old prophets, Old Testament prophets did not know that Gentiles would be included in the worship of God. Ndio nataka uelewe ya kwamba Paulo anaposema ya kwamba ni siri, haimaanishi ya kwamba manabii wa kale hawakuwa na ufahamu ya kwamba watu ambao ni wa mataifa watakuja kujumulishwa katika nyumba ya Mungu. But rather here in verse 6, Paul indicates that the mystery that has now been revealed to him by God. Sasa katika aya ya sita anasema ya kwamba sasa hiyo siri imefunuliwa kwake na Mungu is this. Hiyo siri ni hii that the Gentiles would be equal with the Jews. Ya kwamba watu wa mataifa sasa watatoshana na wayahudi There's no indication that this would have been clear to the Jews. Hakuna kinachoonyesha ya kwamba hili lingekuwa wazi kwa wayahudi. In fact, there's every reason to believe that in the Jewish mind when they would read passages in the Old Testament that indicated Gentiles would be included in the worship of God. Hata hivyo kuna ili wazo ya kwamba wakati wa Yahudi walipokuwa wanasoma maandiko waliweza kujua ya kwamba watakuja kujumulishwa watu wa mataifa katika ufalme wa Mungu. The Jews still would have thought that they 
are the special chosen people of God and therefore they are of more importance to God than the Gentiles. Lakini Wayahudi wao waliamini ndani ya mawazo yao ya kwamba wao ni watu specially kwa hivyo wao ndio watu ambao Mungu anaweza kuwaona kuwa wa kwanza sana. None of the Old Testament texts that speak of the Gentiles being included in the kingdom of God indicate that the Gentiles will be equal with the Jews. Katika maandiko ya kale tunasoma ya kwamba wakati watu wa, wa mataifa watakuja kujumulishwa katika familia ya Mungu watatoshana na Wayahudi. And there's no indication in the Old Testament scriptures that This would have been clear to the Jewish people. Na hakuna mahali ambapo panaonyesha katika agano la kale ya kwamba mambo haya yangekuwa wazi kwa hawa Wayahudi. That is the mystery. Sasa hiyo ndi inafanyika kuwa siri. That is the mystery of Christ that Paul is referring to. Hiyo ndiyo siri ambayo ni ya Kristo ambayo mtume Paulo anasungumuzia. For all those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Kwamba kwa wale wote walio na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo, whether you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. Kwamba uwe Muyahudi au mtu wa mataifa, you stand on common ground of faith in Jesus Christ. Nasimama wote katika nafasi moja katika ndani ya katika imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo for all those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ kwa wale wote walio na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo they are the sons and the daughters of the most high god it doesn't matter if you're a Jew doesn't matter if you're a gentile wote ni wana na mabinti wa Mungu haijalishi wewe ni Muyahudi ama wewe ni mtu wa mataifa and here Paul explains in verse 6 the mystery as having three parts na sasa katika mstari wa sita Paulo anaelezea hii siri kuwa katika sehemu tatu. The first part Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews. Sehemu ya kwanza ni kwamba Wayahudi ni warithi pamoja na wale Wayahudi. Gentiles are fellow members of the body with the Jews. Ya kwamba watu wa mataifa wana ushirika sawa na watu ambao ni Wayahudi. And third, Gentiles are fellow partakers with the Jews of the promise which is in Jesus Christ through the gospel. Na la tatu ni kwamba watu wa mataifa wanashiriki wote vitu ambavyo ni baraka za Mungu pamoja na watu ambao ni Wayahudi. So I want to look at all three of those. Nataka tuangalie katika hayo mambo matatu. The first is Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow warithi with Jews. Ya kwamba watu wa mataifa pamoja na watu ambao ni Wayahudi wote wanaridhi. Romans chapter 8 verse 17 mustari wa 17 and if children heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him so that we uh, that we may also be glorified with him na kama tu watoto basi tu waridhi waridhi wa Mungu waridhio pamoja na Kristo nam 
tukiteswa pamoja naye ili tupate na kutukuzwa pamoja naye it was to abraham that god pledged a heritage of blessing ni kwa abraham ambaye mungu aliweza kutangaza baraka juu yake and it was to that heritage that the descendants of abraham were the heirs na ni kutokana na hizo baraka zilizotangazwa kwamba kisasi cha abrahamu waliweza kupata in the very earliest days of the church katika nyakati za kanisa la kwanza that we read about in the book of acts ambalo tunasoma katika matendo ya mitume peter said this in acts chapter 3 verse 25 petro alisema hivi katika matendo ya mitume tatu aya ya 25 it is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which god made with your fathers saying to abraham and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed kwa hiyo ilitoka katika imani iwe kwa njia ya neema ili kwamba ile ahadi iwe imara kwa wazao wote si kwa wale watorati tu ila na kwa wale wa imani ya Ibrahimu aliye baba yetu sisi zote but now now God's plan has been fully revealed ya kwamba mpango wa Mungu sasa umefunuliwa kikamilifu not only will all the families be blessed through the gospel ya kwamba sasa familia zote zitabarikiwa kupitia imani but through the gospel believers are considered to be among the descendants of Abraham na katika imani pia waumini wanahesabiwa kuwa wazao wa Abrahamu Listen to Romans 4:16. Sikia vile Warumi 4:16 vile inavyosema. For this reason it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants not only to those who are of the law but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Kwa hiyo ilitoka katika imani iwe kwa njia ya neema ili kwamba ile ahadi iwe imara kwa wazao wote si kwa wale watorati tu ila na kwa wale wa imani ya Ibrahimu ili aliye baba yetu sisi zote Now who are the descendants of Abraham according to the law that Sa- is the Jews Sasa wazao wa Abrahamu kutokana na, na, na sheria ni wayahudi But he says also those who are of the faith of Abraham that is all who believe in the savior the Lord Jesus Christ Lakini anasema pia na wale ambao wako na imani ya Abraham kumaanisha wale wote ambao wamemwamini Yesu Kristo We who are the children of God according to faith Sisi ambao ni wana wa Abrahamu kutokana na imani We are descendants of Abraham Sisi ni wazao wa Abraham is our family history ile agano la kae ni historia yetu sisi because we are descendants of abraham by faith maana katika imani sisi ni wazao wa abrahamu the old testament is not for jews only agano la kale si la wayahudi peke yao but it is for all we who are jews 
according to our spiritual faith. Lakini ni kwetu sisi wote ambao tumefanyika Wayahudi kutokana na imani. Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews of all the blessings which were promised to Abraham. Watu wa mataifa wana sasa wazao wako na ushirika mmoja na Wayahudi kutokana na huko nyuma mpaka sasa. Romans 8:17. Warumi 8:17. And if children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Na kama tu watoto basi tu waridhi, waridhi wa Mungu, waridhio pamoja na Kristo, nam tukiteswa pamoja naye ili tupate na kutukuzwa pamoja naye by faith kwa imani kwa imani we gentiles are fellow heirs with the jews sisi watu wa mataifa tunaridhi pamoja and na wayahudi we are fellow heirs even with jesus christ na sisi tunaridhi pamoja na kristo yesu as we read in chapter 1 it is in christ that believers receive their inheritance. tulisoma katika sura ya kwanza ya kwamba ni katika Yesu Kristo waumini wanapata urithi. And it is in Christ that believers have been sealed with the Holy Spirit as the guarantee. Na ni katika Kristo waumini wamewekewa muhuri na Roho Mtakatifu kuwa thibitisho. What wonderful truth this is. Unu kweli waina gani? If this does not get you excited then I have to question whether you're even a real Christian. Na kama mambo haya hayakususimui moyo inamaanisha ya kwamba nikuulize kama wewe ni mkristo kweli. We are heirs together with Christ. Kwamba sisi ni warithi pamoja na Kristo and we will never lose our inheritance na hatutapoteza urithi wetu we are god's children sisi ni watoto wa mungu if we are in christ by faith iwapo tuko ndani ya yesu kristo katika imani as charles spurgeon said jinsi mwana theologia mmoja spurgeon anavyosema in our first birth we were born to sin ya kwamba katika aya yetu ya kwanza tutatenda dhambi partakers of corruption tutakuwa watu ambao tunafanya mambo ya ufisadi but in the new birth lakini katika kuzaliwa upya we are born to holiness tunazaliwa katika utakatifu heirs of incorruption tukiwa warithi ambao hawana uharibifu this is the wonderful thing anyone can come to god through the lord jesus christ ina maana kwamba mtu yeyote anaweza kuja kwa bwana kupitia kristo yesu the invitation is for everyone maana kila mtu anakaribishwa it's not according to your birth you don't have to be born a jew in order to come to god sio kwamba uzaliwe muyahudi ndio uweze kuja kwa mungu it doesn't matter where you were born haijalishi umezaliwa wapi doesn't matter who you are haijalishi wewe ni nani it doesn't matter what you have done haijalishi ni kipi umefanya but anyone can come to god through faith in jesus christ lakini mtu yeyote anaweza kuja kwa bwana katika imani ndani ya yesu kristo listen to galatians chapter 4 sikiza wakalatia 4 verse 4 to 6 but when the fullness of the time came god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law so that he might redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts crying abba 
father hata ulipowadia utimilifu wa wakati Mungu alimtuma mwanawe ambaye amezaliwa na mwanamke amezaliwa chini ya sheria kusudi awakomboe hao waliokuwa chini ya sheria ili sisi tupate kupokea hali ya kuwa wana na kwa kuwa ninyi mmekuwa wana Mungu alimtuma roho wa mwanawe mioyoni mwetu aliaye ba, aliaye aba yani baba Paul says if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ Paulo anasema kwamba kama wewe ni muumini katika Yesu Kristo even though you are a gentile ijapo wewe ni mtu wa mataifa you are fellow heirs with the Jews wewe unaridhi pamoja na wale wa Yahudi second he says that we are members of the body jambo la pili anasema ya kwamba sisi ni washirika wa mwili gentile believers have been incorporated into the same body as jewish believers ya kwamba wale ambao ni waumini na ni watu wa mataifa wameletwa katika mwili pamoja wa Kristo pamoja na wale ambao ni wayahudi there is no distinction we are the same hakuna tofauti ya muyahudi na mtu wa mataifa We are sons and we are daughters of the almighty God Sisi ni wana na mabinti wa Mungu mkuu We are all members of the body of Christ Sisi wote ni sehemu ya mwili wa Yesu Kristo We believing Gentiles are of the same body with the Jews Tunaamini kwamba Wayahudi na watu wa mataifa wana mwili mmoja That is what Paul is saying here Hivyo ndivyo sasa mtume Paulo anavyosema No longer does man have to approach God through another body or another nation of people Ndio sababu watu hawa wanafaa kuendea Mungu kupitia mwili mwingine God now allows all men to approach him through one mediator that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Sasa Mungu anaruhusu watu wote wamwendee kupitia mpatanishi mmoja ambaye ni Yesu Kristo. If you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is your mediator and you are able to approach God. Kama wewe una imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo, Yesu Kristo ndiye mpatanishi wako nawe unaweza kumwendea Mungu. No one else can approach God but will be destroyed on that final day if not before maana hakuna mtu mwenye anaweza kumwendea Mungu pasipo kuangamizwa hiyo siku we are the same body whether we are jew or gentile sisi wote ni mwili mmoja tuwe wayahudi tuwe watu wa mataifa and god is now creating a body of people from every tribe and every nation na sasa Mungu anatengeneza mwili wake kutoka kwa kila taifa na kwa kila kabila and that one body is all centered around God's son the Lord Jesus Christ. Na huo mwili unaletwa pamoja ndani ya mwana wa Mungu bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. This is the true church of God. Hilo ndilo kanisa la kweli la Mungu. Now we understand there are individual churches we call this gathering Mercy Baptist Church and there are millions of other churches all around the world. Tunaelewa kuna ma kanisa ambayo ni ya mahali kama hili la Mercy Baptist 
kama vile kuna makanisa mengine duniani kote but in reality there is only one church lakini katika ukweli kanisa ni moja and that one true church is made up only of true believers na hilo kanisa moja linajumulisha tu wale ambao ni waumini wa kweli it is the believers who are said to be in Christ ni waumini ambao wako ndani ya Yesu Kristo and Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit naye Kristo ako ndani mwetu kupitia roho mtakatifu Jesus praying to the Father said of his disciples Yesu akimuomba baba aliambia wanafunzi wake John 17:11 Yohana 17:11 I am no longer in the world and yet they themselves the disciples are in the world and I come to you holy father keep them in your name and name the name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one Wana mimi simo tena ulimwenguni lakini hawa wamo ulimwenguni mimi naja kwako baba mtakatifu kwa jina lako Ulilonipa uwalinde hawa ili wawe na umoja kama sisi tulivyo Through God's spirit believers become one in life and in purpose Kupitia roho wa Mungu wa Kristo wanafanyika kitu kimoja kwa kusudi lake Mungu Together we believers all have a joint life sharing our blessings and our spiritual gifts together for the same purpose Tunayo tunashiriki kitu kimoja mawazo na matendo tunapokuja katika imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo tukikuwa katika kusudi moja That purpose is the purpose that the Holy Spirit has in the world Hilo kusudi ndilo kusudi ambalo Roho Mtakatifu analo duniani And that purpose is to make Christ known Na hilo kusudi la kumfanya Yesu Kristo ajulikane There are people in this congregation that do not know Christ Kuna watu katikati yetu hapa ambao hawamjui Kristo There are people in this village of Kaya that do not know Christ Kuna watu katika kijiji hiki cha Kaya ambao hawamjui Kristo There are people in Bangoma County in Kenya in Africa and all throughout the world that do not know Christ Kuna watu katika nchi ya Kenya na Afrika na ulimwengu wote ambao hawamjui Kristo and we believers no matter who we are no matter where we are no matter what we have we are joined together as one for one purpose that is to make Christ known na sisi wa Kristo ama sisi wa umini tunatukusudi moja tukifanywa kwamba sisi tuweze kumfanya Kristo ajulikane Romans chapter 12 verse 5 Warumi 12 aya ya 5 so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another vivyo hivyo na sisi tulio wengi tu mwili mmoja katika Kristo na viungo kila mmoja 
kwa mwenzake. Now there are many different denominations today. We all know that. Kuna dini nyingi duniani leo hii na hiyo tunajua. And you may wonder which are saved and which are not saved because the Jesus that these different denominations talk about often contradict one another. Na unaweza kushangaa ushindwe kujua ni dini gani imeokoka na dini gani ambayo haijaokoka maana Kristo ambao hizi dini zinazogumuziwa anaonekana kuwa tofauti thousands of churches just here in our part of Bangoma and all of them are talking about Jesus na ukiangalia maelfu na maelfu ya makanisa tu hapa kwetu Bangoma pekee wanasugumuzia kuhusu Yesu but many of those churches say different things about Jesus lakini hayo makanisa utapata wanasugumuzia vitu tofauti tofauti kumuhusu huyo Yesu so who is right unashindwa kwamba ni nani aliyesawa who is saved ni nani ambaye ame Koka. Who has faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Ni nani aliye na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo? Who belongs to the kingdom of God? Ni nani ambaye ako katika ufalme wa Mungu? John chapter 11 verse 25 to 26. Yohana 11 mstari wa 25 Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die do you believe this Yesu akamwambia mimi ndimi huo ufufuo na uzima yeye aniaminie mimi ajapokufa atakuwa anaishi naye kila aishie na kuniamini hata kufa kabisa hata milele je unayasadiki hayo All who believe in Jesus will live. Kwamba wote wanaoamini Yesu Kristo wataishi. But all these different denominations that are saying different things about Jesus, they all say that they believe in Jesus. Lakini dini hizi zote ambazo zinazungumza mambo tofauti kumhusu Yesu, wote wanadai wameokoka. So are they all saved? Sasa je, wameokoka wote? Does it matter which version of Jesus you believe in? Je, inajalisha ni Yesu wa aina gani unayoamini ndani yake? There's a man here in Bangoma. Kuna mtu mmoja hapa Bungoma, maybe you've heard of this man. Huenda mmewahi msikia huyo mtu. His his given name is Eliud Simiu. Amepewa jina anaitwa Eliud Simiu. And he he lives in Tongaren village. Na anaishi Tongaren. And he claims that he is Jesus. Na yeye hudai ya kwamba yeye ni Yesu who has returned just as the Bible has promised. Yeye amerudi vile Biblia imeahidi. Uh, you see around 2009 there was a family argument and he was hit in the head. Na unapata kwamba mwaka 2009 kulikuwa na mangangano katika Bomalao na kapigwa kwa kichwa. And ever since he was discharged from the hospital. Na tangu aweze kutolewa hospitalini, he has been claiming to be Jesus. Amekuwa kidai ya kwamba yeye ni Yesu. And he and his followers claim to have dreams and visions from God. Na wafuasi wake wanadai ya kwamba sisi hupata maono na ndoto kutoka kwa Mungu. And there have been articles written in our local Kenyan papers about this man. Nao wamesikika sana wakiwa watu wagumu sana wakiandikwa hata katika habari na magazeti ya Kenya yetu. They call him Bongoma Jesus. Wanaitwa anaitwa Mungu wa Bungoma. Is he saved? 
Je, huyu mtu ameokoka? Are his followers saved? Na je, wafuasi wake wameokoka? Uh, do those who believe in Bungoma Jesus? Wale ambao wanaamini katika Mungu wa Bungoma, Yesu wa Bungoma, will they live? Je, wataishi? Do you see the problem? Mnaona shida? Bungoma Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. Yesu wa Bungoma si Yesu wa Biblia. Bungoma Jesus is not the Jesus who came into the world 2000 years ago. Bungoma wa Yesu wa Bungoma si ule Yesu aliyekuja hapa duniani miaka 2000 iliyopita. Bungoma Jesus is not God with us. Yesu wa Bungoma si yule ambaye ni Mungu pamoja nasi. Bungoma Jesus did not die on the cross 2000 years ago and was resurrected three days later. Yesu wa Bungoma hakukufa msalabani miaka 2000 iliyopita na akakufa na akafufuka. How do we know Bungoma Jesus is not the real Jesus? Tutajuaje kwamba huyu Yesu wa Bungoma si Yesu wa kweli? Because we have the scriptures, we have the very word of God. Kwa sababu tuko na maandiko, tuko na neno la Mungu lenyewe. And nothing about Bungoma Jesus matches up with what the scriptures say about the return of Jesus Christ. Na hakuna chochote ndani wa huyo Yesu wa Bungoma kinachofanana na kile ambacho tunasoma katika maandiko kuhusu kurudi kwake Yesu Kristo. And that is what so many any denominations do na hivyo ndivyo dini nyingi zinafanya vitu they talk about a man named jesus wanasungumzia kuhusu ye mtu anayeitwa yesu but it is not the jesus of the bible lakini sio ule yesu wa biblia so we as christians we have to know the word of god through the spirit of god kwa hivyo sisi wa kristo tunafaa kujua neno la mungu kupitia roho wa mungu so that we can know that what is being preached in our churches is the truth it is the true jesus that the pastor is talking about ili tuweze kujua kile ambacho kinahubiriwa katika makanisa yetu je ni cha ukweli ni cha ukweli kile ambacho mchungaji anasungumzia because not every church that says it is christian maana sio kila kanisa inayosema ni kanisa ni la Kristo not every church that says they believe in Jesus sio kila kanisa analosema linaamini katika Yesu not every one of them is true sio ati yote ni kweli god's church is made up of believers in the real Jesus only kanisa la Mungu linajumulisha wale ambao I believe in warns us that there will be many false men who claim to be Jesus. Na maandiko yanatuonya kwamba kutakuwa na watu wa uongo watakaokuja kudai kuwa Yesu. We are not to follow these men of Satan. Hatustahili kuwafuata watu wa shetani hawa. Belief in the one true Jesus is essential to be a member of the body that Paul is talking about. Kuamini ndani ya Yesu Kristo ndilo na kukufanya wewe uwe sehemu ya mwili ambao Paulo anasungumzia and Paul says that Jews and Gentiles are alike if they believe na ndio sababu Paulo anasema ya kwamba watu wa mataifa na watu wa yahudi wote ni kitu kimoja wanapoamini we are all members of the body if we believe sisi ni washirika wa mwili mmoja kama tunaamini so Gentiles who believe are heirs 
Kwa hivyo eh, eh, wale ambao ni watu wa mataifa ambao wanaamini wao ni waridhi we are members of the body that is uh, God's church sisi ni washirika wa mwili wa Yesu Kristo ambalo ndio kanisa la Mungu and third finally Paul says we are partakers of the promise na la mwisho Paulo anasema ya kwamba sisi tunashiriki ahadi we receive the same promise of Jesus Christ as the Jews did tunapokea ile ahadi ambayo Kristo aliahidi vile wayahudi wanavyoipokea and this promise in Christ of course involves the promises of God na hii ahadi ya Kristo inasungumzia kuhusu ahadi ya Mungu in ancient days katika siku za kale God promised Abraham that he would inherit the promised land and have a great nation born from his seed. Mungu alimwaahidi Abrahamu ya kwamba ataridhi taifa naye atakuwa na mataifa kubwa kutokana na mbegu yake. That great nation was the Jewish nation. Na hilo taifa kubwa ndio hilo taifa la Wayahudi. And this is the very reason the Jews, even Jews today, they consider Palestine their land. Na ndio sababu Wayahudi mpaka leo wanaona ile nchi ya Palestina kuwa nchi yao. However, there was also a spiritual promise. Hata hivyo kulikuwa na ahadi ya kiroho. A spiritual meaning to this promise of God. Ahadi maana ya kiroho kuhusu hii ahadi ya Mungu. You see Canaan is a type of heaven and of the new heavens and the new earth that God is going to recreate. Kanani ni mfano wa mbingu na mbingu mpya ambayo Mungu alisema ataweza kuumba. And therefore the primary promise in Christ has to do with the glorious privilege of being saved. Kwa hivyo ahadi kubwa ni kwamba kuna ile ahadi ya kuweza kuokolewa saved from the penalty and the power of our sin kuokolewa kutokana na adhabu na nguvu za dhambi zetu and then living with god for all eternity in the new heavens and the new earth na kuishi na mungu katika milele katika mbingu mpya na katika inji mpya that is the primary meaning of the promise that god gave our father abraham hiyo ndio maana kuu ambayo ndio ahadi Mungu alimpatia baba yetu Abraham. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yohana 3:16 Kwa maana jinsi hii Mungu aliupenda ulimwengu hata akamtoa mwanao wa pekee ili kila mtu amwaminie asipotee bali awe na uzima wa milele. John chapter 5 verse 24 Yohana Thanos mstari wa 24 Truly truly I say to you who he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but has passed out of death into life Amini amini nawaambieni yeye alisikiae neno langu na kumwamini yeye aliyenipeleka yuna uzima wa milele wala haingii hukumuni bali amepita kutoka mautini 
kuingia uzimani Romans chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 Warumi kumi mstari wa tisa hadi kumi that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation kwa sababu ukimkiri Yesu kwa kinywa chako ya kuwa ni bwana na kuamini moyoni mwako ya kuwa Mungu alimfufua katika wafu utaokoka kwa maana kwa moyo mtu huamini hata kupata haki na kwa kinywa hukiri hata kupata wokovu you see the promises of god are primarily about eternal things unaona ahadi za Mungu msingi wake ni kwa vitu vya milele things which are far better than anything we ever experience or can experience in this world vitu ambavyo ni vya muhimu sana kushinda vile vitu ambavyo tunapitia na kuviona hapa duniani and you see this is where the prosperity gospel gets it wrong na hapa ndipo injili za ufanizi huwa zinashindwa this prosperity gospel preacher would have you forget about these eternal promises and make those promises about the here and the now maana wahubiri wa injili za ufanisi watakufanya usahau kuhusu ahadi za milele wakufanye uanze kuwaza ahadi za hapa duniani jinsi mambo yalivyo sasa the prosperity gospel preacher would have you take your eyes off of the wonders of the lord jesus christ and put them on the material things of this world muhubiri wa ufanisi atakufanya utoe macho yako kuhusu mambo ya ajabu ya milele ambayo Bwana amekutengenezea na ulete macho yako kwa vitu vya hapa duniani vya kukufanikisha wewe. But God has promised things far greater than material things in this world. Lakini Mungu ako na vitu ambavyo ni vya muhimu sana kuliko vitu ambavyo vya hapa duniani. And Paul says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. Na Mungu Paulo akasema katika Galatia 3 katika aya ya 29. If you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Na kama ninyi ni wa Kristo, basi mmekuwa wazao wa Ibrahim na waridhi sawasawa na ahadi. All the promises of God for the good of his people focus in Christ. Ahadi zote za Mungu zinaangazia kwa watu wake zinaangazia Yesu Kristo. It is Jesus who confirms the promises. Ni Yesu anayethibitisha hizo ahadi. It is Jesus who secures the promises ni Yesu anazozileta hizo hizo ahadi and it is even Jesus himself who purchased the promises for his people that is those who believe in him ni Yesu tena mwenyewe aliyenunua hizo ahadi ambao kwa wale ambao wanamuamini Galatians 3:22 Wagalatia Wagalatia 3:22 but the scripture has shut up everyone under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe lakini andiko limefunga yote chini limeyafunga yote chini ya nguvu ya dhambi makusudi hao waaminio wapewe ile ahadi kwa imani ya Yesu Kristo 
Pastor John Piper once said this. Mchungaji John Piper aliongea hivi siku moja. Every sinner who comes to God in Christ. Kila mtendadhambi amkujaye Yesu Kristo with all his needs. Kupitia mahitaji yake yote. Finds God coming to him in Christ. Humpata Mungu akikuja kwake ndani ya Yesu Kristo with all his promises. Akiwa na ahadi zake zote. Listen, Sikiza. When a sinful person meets the holy God in Christ. Mtu mtendadhambi anapokutana na Mungu mtakatifu ndani ya Yesu Kristo. What he hears is yes. Kile anachosikia ni kwamba ndio. Do you love me God? Unanipenda Mungu? Yes. Ndio. Will you forgive me? Utanisamehe? Yes, ndio. Will you accept me? Utanikubali? Yes, ndio. Will you help me change and follow your commands? Utanisaidia nibadilike na nifuate amri zako? In Christ God says yes. Katika Kristo Mungu anasema ndio. Will you give me power to serve you? Utanipa uwezo wa kukutumikia? The answer is yes. Jibu ni kwamba ndio. Will you keep me and never forsake me? Utanihifadhi na usiniache. God's answer is yes. Mungu anajibu ndio. Will you show me your glory God? Utanionyesha utukufu wako Mungu? The answer he gives us in Christ is yes. Jibu analotupatia ndani ya Yesu Kristo ni ndio. All the promises of God. Ahadi zote za Mungu. All the blessings in the heavenly places. Baraka zote zilizo katika nchi ya mbingu. It all belongs to believing Jews and Gentiles by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Zote ni za wale ambao ni Wayahudi na wale ambao ni watu wa mataifa wanaoamini katika Yesu Kristo. Now the question I have for each of you. Sasa swali nilo nalo kwa kila mmoja wetu. Do you believe? Je, wewe unaamini 